and it would have been messed up if she was here, right? And or you didn't know she was here and she was sitting somewhere and then you would have came in like, yo, that pretty girl you was with on. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I guarantee you she's already asked him that. Oh, man. <laughs> I got hell for that. Oh, you got in trouble? <laughs> I got in trouble for that. You, you got in trouble? That? I didn't get in oh. trouble, but it did make her feel some type of way and... Of course, I feel that some type of way. I say, yo, it's for a video. Relax. And she's like, she's but I'm like, looking at that. I'm like, damn, they look like. Well, <laughs> I ain't gonna get it. Don't my dad, my dad, you know, you know, I'm getting him in trouble. Uh, you my, know, I caught myself. You no, see? you know, you know, that's what got really her upset. Is because right that's now. she didn't care that it was for a video. She cared how intimate it looked. It looked like yeah. Yeah. But you gotta say, baby, I'm just acting. I gotta make the scene look good. You know, but then it may have feel it may have feel insecure. Make her feel bad, <laughs> you know. So but good. I, I was like, "That's so you know, good." Well, what at the end of the scene, you tapped on the ass. You said, "Good game." <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a good because it was a, it was on a CD. He had to purchase a Walkman to play it, and he was like, "Here, there in the corner." You see his face, like, Ooh, going I'm, I'm in. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that album is fire. Oh, it's, it's a once in a lifetime album. I hope I die. I hope I hear it before I die. Yeah. At least one time. All I need is one time. I don't. I don't need double. What the Wu Tang album? Yes. Yeah. Just one. One. One play. They, they're sour over that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you heard them on Drink Champs? Yeah. Yeah. You saw the Ghostface and Raekwon? Yeah. yeah. They sour over that. Yo, shit. Drink Champs is is lit, bro. I that's fucking a, love Drink Champs. That's the best. Bro. That's the best podcast. That podcast is so good, they man. Too real. The only thing I, I thought. Yo, did y'all see the Wale one? Yeah, the wild one. Yo, was he's a, a fucking jerk. He's bro. an asshole. And like Nor- Nori was being so kind and Yo, so like, listen, like, why? He why, was just why, being an asshole his the whole time. Was always an yeah. asshole. I, I do nigga, you not. Hot. And you know you what gave sucks? Him rap. You know what sucks though? Like, no, but some of his music is good. But I don't listen to his music because I watch those interviews and I get turned off. This is you know, like, it's the beat that carries his fucking voice. Wa- Wale's always bitching though about yeah. everything. He's a pain in the ass. And he's not like. Don't get me wrong. He's talented, but yeah, he could rap. Like his songs are good, bro. His songs are good. But I, I hear his songs and I think of him in the interviews, and I just I don't listen to it. I love his delivery more than his raps. Like I, I like how he adds like a little coolness to it. But then like if you really hear the way he rhymes, like I'm a I'm a very meticulous rhymer. Like you gotta rhyme brain with train. You can't go like brain and then like love and, and think that shit's a fire bar. He'll be like, everything I'm always feeling in my brain, everything when I go into love, everything when I go with the flow, Joe, no, oh, I go home, window, going to sleep in the back. I'm like, he didn't rhyme anything there. The fuck did he say? <laughs> like I said, Wally, Wally's, um, he's not worth the headache. He's yeah. He's not worth his own headache. Like, yeah. To be, to be fair, I did love, I did love his last album. I think his last album was his best one to me. All the Flor- Florian yes. too. It the is good. On it was really I liked good. his album Ambition. That album was oh, good. Oh yeah, Legend- Legendary. Yeah. Sabotage. Fucking that shit was slight work. Slight Sli- work. Slight work. Yeah, uh, that bro. Beat, I got it all. Like that whole album is fire. The track, the track he got on there with Miguel, Lotus Flower Bomb. Yes, Lotus That whole album is fire. And then he made like five, six whack albums in between before he made this one. Yeah. Because <laughs> Gifted was whack. The only good song that was bad. With that Tierra Thomas chick, and then that was really it. Out of all the hip hop albums that came out this year, though, the J Cole album still, I, I still listening to that. You think J Cole? You think I, that's the album? I, I, I for hip hop, I think so. Yeah, I'm still listening to that joint, man, and I'm still feeling it. 
I'm re- I'm really trying to deep dive in my year and to see what albums. Yeah, what I, album? I, I, a lot of albums came. I out like Drake's year. album. Drake's album is good too. I think Drake just has poor marketing when it comes to it. Like, mm-hmm. think about this shit. G. He walked around for a year with a heart on the oh, side of his head. head, and then when your album came out, I think Kanye. I think Life of Pablo uh, was good. Uh, what was it no, like? No, Life Donda, 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 Donda. I think Donda was. I good. love Donda. You know, I think Donda was yeah. awesome. And the marketing for that was genius. Big Those three stadium right? shows he did, he racked in so much money. Big facts. And then see, and and how he how he did it, he kept bringing famous people, flying them out mm-hmm. to his place in Wisconsin. Where was it? Where's Kanye's place at? Wyoming. Wyoming, mm-hmm. some shit like that. You know, it was crazy. And then the you hype and keeping chips? it secret, and did then every show was chips? a different song. Exactly. It was the, like you saw the Kanye drink chips. Huh? Yeah, that was that was good. The second part was kind of boring. Yeah, it was boring. The first one was the first one was good. That's all publicity, I think. But I find that shit crazy. That like, why would you, why would you seriously attach yourself to like something like the GD? I'm not talking shit. I'm just something like the GD. You know, any gang, any gangs. Yeah, I've been started. You know, you know me. See, we usually do an intro and no, you can do your intro. You can do your intro. We were mids conversation on deep detailed shit. I capture it, nigga. Let me work. Go ahead. Now you can do the intro because you fuck my shit up. Go ahead. Now you can introduce. No, you fuck. No, no. Introduce it. Introduce it. Tell me. All right. Don't even count down. Just go right into it. Just dive right into it. I'm talking about the podcast, puto. What up, everybody? (laughs) This is your boy Richard Picasso. With his nervous ass. With Richard Picasso. See, nervous ass. I did Albert. <laughs> you want a clone too? You know I can make you a clone. Don't make me a clone. You want me to make you a clone? I don't want me a clone. If I can make see, him a clone. Like, he does our final ads. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> I want to sit Richard this next is, to Richard. This is G out of character, as you already know. What up, everybody? Happy First Sunday. Time I've had a hat in a long time. Yo, you like the mini fro? Like, no, just, like, all right. I'm looking extra Puerto Rican out here. Hey, I'm gonna get my nose pierced. I'm gonna get my nose pierced. I'm gonna get my eyebrow pierced, and I'm gonna put my earrings belt back in both of my ears. Ooh, be fly for summer. Oh, you should get like a fucking what are those like those sequin ass fucking dress turns to the I was top. thinking about getting my, a chest tattoo though. But what? then I looked in the mirror, I'm like, nigga, you got no chest. <laughs> I got too much chest, <laughs> Anyways, we have a special guest here today. Bam, bam, bam. What up, baby? Very good friend of mine. You know, known him for roughly what, six, six and a half years now. Whew, we gonna weigh that. Mm-hmm. I met this man at the Lancey show. Nice. Gave one of the best performances when I saw him. The nigga, first I was looking around the room because they announced his name, and he just popped out of the room with a fucking mask on his mm-hmm. face, with like a like a dress shirt and his shirt open, going on. And you hear like God, and he's like, oh shit, and it's like takes his mask off and he just fucking rips it. It was one of the best shows, and you you won that set. You won that showcase. Mm-hmm. Fucking memorable performance, and since then it's only been leveling up. Amazingly, such a pure artist. So, also, life coach, right? Certified mm-hmm. life coach. Ladies and gentlemen, Zeno. Hello, Hello baby. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Zeno. How have you been? Good, good. I'm excellent. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Welcome to my basement. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you love it. Cause I, uh, this... I'm telling you, you do. Like, it's what, very comfy years? here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I would just, it's my first time here, but if you ask me to sleep over, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that that type of crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, you don't know what Richard does on that couch. 
Especially in that spot there. Oh, <laughs> oh nasty <laughs> fucker. Look, I tried to at least spray out. Every- so you're, you're a life coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you do that? How'd you get into that? Um, I took a year and a half course. Yeah, but what what made you wake up one day and say I can I can probably help somebody by being their life coach? Or did somebody recommend you like say you yo, you'd be really good to be a life coach? It it kind of it kind of went slowly. I, I slowly went into it through music. Like first I started performing, and then before my performances I used to do give speeches. Then the speeches turned into um started to turn from just woke to uplifting mm-hmm. and then from uplifting I started doing motivational speaking at rec centers and at schools and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then when I started to see that my voice and my words got people's attention and, and, and helped people then that kind of segued into the life coaching because I was like man I know I want to do something with my voice other than music that inspire people and I'm like what else can I do and then one day I was working I used to work at a supermarket and this guy came in and he was just like super positive and super happy and just looked like he had everything figured out, you know? And I was like, yo, we was having a great conversation just about life and everything. And I was like, yo, what do you do for a living? If you don't mind me asking. He was like, I'm a life coach. I'm like, the fuck is a life coach? Yeah, the way he said it made you want to be a life coach. Yeah. Life coach. I was I like, what, what's, what's a life coach? You know? And then he was just like, you know, we, we, we help people with their lives. We help them stay on track. We help mm-hmm. them. Uh, stay focused, find ambition, motivation, uh, help them stay persistent and consistent. And I was like, and then he came a couple of more times. And after getting more personal, he was like, yo, I think you'd be good at, as a life coach, man. You should look into it. And then I didn't look into it that year. Like two years later, I looked into it because it's always stayed in the back of my mind. And then I finally just looked it up and I found this school. And it's one of the only schools in the United States that's actually accredited with the ICF and the ICF is the International Coaching Federation. Mm. So it's the only official organization of, of life coaches in uh of life coaching in uh America because life coaching is an unregulated business. Yes. So basically there's no real standards. It's not regulated by the government like therapy like therapy is. Mm-hmm. It probably will be in the next couple of years. Mm. Um but right now anybody can call themselves a life coach and just I'm start making money off of it. But you, but you have a certification. But I'm actually certified, and you're so. actually in the you're you're in the gang. Yeah, you're in the gang. You're not you're not an affiliate. You're in the gang. Yeah, and that's where there's a lot of blurred lines. There's a lot of people who become Instagram influencers and social media influencers, mm-hmm. and they portray um, a lifestyle as if they have everything going right and they know how to live a great lifestyle. And not saying anything against them, they probably do. But there's certain tools and skills that you can learn from actual places that are accredited that can you can use to actually help people. Like the next level. Yeah. They, they can actually make your your skills, they can home them in even more. Yeah. Double what you can actually do in somebody's mm-hmm. life. Instead of somebody just living a good life and learning how to manage their life and then saying, I can help everybody else. And it's like, no, that only goes to a certain extent because just because you're able to manage your life doesn't mean you could help someone manage theirs. Mm-hmm. You might be able to steer their perspective differently, mm-hmm. but to really, you got to dive into somebody. And and I think I think it's to be said too, it's not always uh, received positively when you look on, the, you know, look on the internet or look at your phone and you see whatever message some guy's trying to give out and he got a big fucking Ferrari behind him and a mansion chilling on a beach with half-naked women. You don't always get that, I want to be like that guy. Sometimes you'd be like, that guy. You know what I mean? Sometimes you sit there and it makes you bitter over it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, rather than having somebody on a see how the guy came into your supermarket and he you talk to him a couple times, you build a establish a conversation, a relation, and then he comes to you with, Hey, you ever thought about this? That's so organic compared to what the internet provides. Because mm-hmm. it's a double edged sword. It can be used for positive things or it can be used for negative. But something about this having this conversation is always better than having it here. Mm-hmm. Having it here, reading it in text messages. Yo, I'm against that, man. I'm, I'm. Oh, you know, I always call you, and we talk for hours on the phone. I'm mm-hmm. a talker, like in person, either on the phone, or, or we talking in person. I hate texting, man. That shit's dead now. <laughs> yeah, though. you know, it's like you know. I hate it, now. especially when you're a true communicator at heart. Texting just doesn't do it for you. It doesn't satisfy. For quick you. things like yo, meet me here in five minutes. I understand, you know. Or oh, I'm gonna be late. Like quick. You know, responses, but to have a conversation and get to know somebody, I can't do that on text, man. You can't see the person's face. You can't see their facial expressions. So much is hidden. Their tone of voice, their eyes when you say a certain thing. And then you put and then you put your own spin on whatever they're telling you, right? And mm-hmm. then you take it out of line. Yeah. You take yeah. you take fuck you mean by that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then and then meanwhile they really did mean it, but since you checked them, like, no, I didn't even, I didn't even mean it that way. You know, oh, well. <laughs> it's all like miscommunication. And I know? think I think I think the worst part about text messages too is that um they hold you to it. Oh, you said this shit last week. I screenshotted it. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck you doing screenshotting text messages mm-hmm. to bring it up later? Remember, <laughs> I saved my messages still here. I could show you. And it's like You're yo. the only two people that actually do call me. Like in real life. Like, my parents don't even call me. Like, they'll text me like, hey, how you hey, doing? Man, they live stuff. with your funky ass. They don't want to call you. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> the same thing with my mom. They don't no. call me. It's like... <laughs> my mom's been dealing with me since I was a kid. Yeah. But it's like, you're, legitimately, I have like all my friends and family, you're the only two that actually do call me. Like, for anything to like talk or like talk about like doing stuff or just talking about life and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's I very mean, admirable. I buy that. See, but it's, a, it's, it's good energy collectively. You know, it sucks. It sucks when you have bad seeds in your apple. You know, it sucks when you got bad seeds in your apple, and you have to accept that. Accept them for who they are, or don't, or not be involved with them. Keep them at a distance. It sucks because not all people are bad, but people make poor decisions. And then when they make poor decisions, I see them being compelled to live with those choices. Like, nigga, you ain't have to live with... You sucked a dick when you was 12. You don't have to suck a dick now. Let it go. You understand? You know, like, people... Be, no, 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 but I, it slapped me in the face. I don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how people be, though. They, they feel stuck. Like, they can't be something else and be happy. But communication is key. Talking it, yo, talking is key. Communication is everything. Like, I was, I was talking about this with my friend the other day about how we lack... Our generation, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm, I'm 29. How old are you? 32. 32, and you're same age. Yeah, we're all kind of in that same mm-hmm. space, but we come from a generation where it's hard for our parents to communicate to us sometimes because they came from a generation where their parents didn't really communicate their emotions and feelings, mm-hmm. you know. So then that comes down to us, but that's super important, you know. Like the other day, um, like and let me just give you an example, like. There's, I've been in households, I've seen families and, and parents interact with their children. And if the children's like, yeah, I had a bad day today at, at, at school. This kid was, was, was calling me stupid. And then you'll have some households where the father is kind of like, 
yo, be a man. And I told you, you know, if somebody calls you stupid, you call them stupid right back, you know? And it's like, you can still say that because that is a, a, a form of, 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 of uplifting, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep talking. This is a form of uplifting. But it's also important to ask, yo, how did that make you feel? You know what I'm saying? And then and discover the emotional rifts that happen when that happens. But you, you know? know what it is, though, right? Think about what you just said. A father asking a son, mm-hmm. how did that make you feel? That shit just sounds crazy because their, their fathers would never ask them, yo, how did that make you feel? Their fathers just did what they did and the, my, my, our fathers had to accept those consequences, right? Yeah. Now when we look at the little kids or we look at them, mm-hmm. we see that there is another way. You know what I mean? You, you acknowledge that like, yo, yeah. hold up. I get it. But how do you feel coming off of it now? Yeah. Because, yeah, you can defend yourself all the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. But if it's to be lashing out, it's not going to get your message across. Yeah. So, like, that, that's, so, that's so strong to... I'm, I lack that because, you know, I got two stepkids. Mm-hmm. So, I even lack that where it's the next step. Yes, I can correct them. Yes, I can show them the better way to do things and how to understand people. But asking them how... I never got asked how the fuck I felt. <laughs> but that's why. That's why we do it. Uh, like, we do it unintentionally because that's just how we was raised. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us now to kind of break that cycle going in. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why kids tend to lean towards their moms more because they feel emotionally safe. But still, some moms don't even know how to emotionally communicate nope. either. Nope. You know, so, but it's good to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's a question Um, when I was in my life coach course. Uh, my life coach, she asked me, um, she would ask me something and I would be like, I don't know. And then she, she flipped my head when she said, how does it feel to not know? Hmm. And I was like. What questions were these? Were they like the deep rooted questions? Yeah, what kind yeah. of questions would she ask? Like, like oh, um, I mean, She would people. ask me questions like, like, like. Um, if, you, if, if there's like a trade secret. No, no, I'm just trying to think of something uh, so much it'd we talked about. It'd be something deep? Yeah, it'll be like something like... Like with your like, parents? Or, 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 or how I feel, feel about my job, and I'll be like, hey, I don't know where I want to go, why I'm still here. And then I'll just be like, I just don't know. And she'll be like, how does it feel to not know? How does it feel to not know that you don't know how you feel? You know, and then you think about that, and then you really start thinking, man, I, I don't feel good that I don't know. I don't know myself. You know, I don't feel good about that. You want to change that. Yeah, and she'll be like, it's good that you don't feel good about that. You know, how can we make you feel better about that? What are some ideas that you think would, would be easy for you to, to, to step forward that would make you feel better about that? And I'll be like, you're just stuck in the beginning a lot. Yeah, because you've never you get been overwhelmed asked those questions. And you've never yeah. been asked those questions. But and those questions lead you to more questions, would lead you to answers. If you don't ask yourself questions, you're never going to have answers. Absolutely. And a, a lot of people avoid asking themselves certain questions because they fear of what those answers, of how those answers might make them feel. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's like, why doesn't my dad love me? You know, or why hasn't he ever um, reached out to me? You know, That's or... Because probably where we experienced was his family, his father telling him and he, things. My dad, my dad's straight. But I can tell dad. you things about my dad now. But and again, do you think, do we, but do we give these men, do we give the, like, I have this argument with my uncles all the time. You mm-hmm. know, my uncles tell me I got to understand where my father came from and how my father was raised and how rough it was. Mm-hmm. That I have to understand that even if, 
even if I can't understand that he don't intentionally mean to be a certain way, but he's he is this way due to ATC, whatever. Suck my dick with the excuses. You make you make a decision on how you want to be based upon the things that you want to have in life. Not based upon how you were treated in life. Based upon what you want. You want to be happy? You want your kids to love you? You want your kids to be successful? You want you want you you want them to have an understanding and yeah, I'm a prick. I'm, I've worked fucking 80 hours a week. I'm angry. I'm but they can always come to you and they they never have fear of that that you're not going to give them their back or nothing like that. That's the parent that you look to be. Fuck the fact if your father beat the shit out of you and your father pushed your mom down the stairs and your father did this and your father did that. Yo, grandpa's dead. You're here. So the legacy that you're going to have for your father is what? All that evil and nasty shit that you wear on your face mm-hmm. and you wear on your heart? That's, it's a poor excuse for a man to use to it say is. because of my dad. Because of my dad, because of my past. And it's crazy because I recently had to confront. This put me through a lot of emotional like turmoil recently because I recently had to confront my uncle because okay. uh, we, he's always been allowed to be who he is. He's been enabled by everyone in his family to have the personality that he has, that bossy, put people in their place, dictator type of personality. And I was the first one in the family to kind of like confront him. And we went... How old were you? This happened two, two, two months ago. Oh, oh reason, reason. And, Let's go. And, and so, so it was tough because it was dealing with somebody who's been allowed to believe that their ways of living life has been right since forever. Yeah, because nobody's ever checked, chin-checked them. No. And, and, and I wasn't there to make him feel bad. I was there to just help open his eyes that, yo, listen, the reason why your son feels that way is because you don't communicate with him. I said, do you even know his favorite color? You don't even know his favorite color. You know, he's like, oh, my son listens. He does whatever I, he say, he, I say. And I'm like, that makes you think he loves you because he does whatever That's you fear. say? That's fear. That's fear. You know, so I had to tell him a lot of things about himself. And he wasn't ready to accept that because he's never had people, anyone tell him about himself. Did he, re- did he respect your standpoint? Because... Uh, I think fuck he did. you talking to? It's like, who the fuck he, you talking to? I'm like, your yeah, fucking like, uncle. Like who the did. fuck you talking to? He did. Like, he said all that stuff. He was like, yo, I've been doing business longer than you. I've been alive longer than you. My past, drug lord, all the street stuff, right? And I'm like, jail, all that stuff. And he, he's like, do you know my history? Do you know my past? And I, you know, when he told me that, I said, I do. I do, but I don't care. Because we're not in your past. We're in the present. We're here now. You know what I'm saying? And I said, I'm trying to tell you that you need to communicate better. Oh, um, I help you out. That doesn't mean I, 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 that doesn't, you don't get that I love you through that. And I'm like, yeah, but your ways of saying I love you may not be interpreted the right way by somebody else because other people have other ways of interpreting things, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, them. unfortunately, you have to adapt to every person in your life. And a lot of people find that to be a lot of work. But that shows consistency and that shows um, that you're willing to put in that work to be, have a good relationship with somebody. Like how we call him all the time. Mm-hmm. That's being consistent and that's putting in work because mm-hmm. we want to keep the relationship we have with you. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 only way the, car, the only way the car gets down the road is with gas in it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And with everybody, that's different because everybody got their own personality. Mm-hmm. So you got to think, okay, if I'm going to be friends with Tommy over here, I have to... I have to be persistent and consistent with him differently than how I am with you because he's different. Mm-hmm. He has different ways of communicating. He has different ways of, of, of displaying his personality. Mm-hmm. And then some people say, wow, this is a lot of work. You know, 
I'm going to just put them all in the associate zone and hit them up whenever I feel like it. But then there's nothing real there. You know? I, I, so do you think... What about when people say, I ain't got to talk to him for years, but he, he knows. Yeah, that's my nigga. Do you, do you do you find any do you find merit in that in that statement or do you think you have to talk to somebody to maintain healthy relation with them? No, yeah, I, th- I, th- I like because I find it bull. Go ten years and then you want to fucking talk to me. No, that's weird. What are you doing for like? Why you hit me up? Yeah. Now I feel like there's an agenda. It is. Whenever somebody hits you up and they haven't for so long, it's because either they're bored or they see something that they can get out of you now. You know what I'm saying? Sick. Because a real person who wants to stay in your life will try their best. And the only way that it's not going to work is if there's different odds at play. You know, like there were sometimes I couldn't maintain certain friendships because I was just so uh, mentally not there. Not there. And I, I wasn't capable of maintaining those friendships. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, those friendships are gone now, mm-hmm. you know, but it was for the best. Because had I tried to maintain those at the mindset that I was in, it would only just further toxicity. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So sometimes it's good to let things go because you're not in the right place to support them. Yeah, you're talking you know? bars. Yeah. It's man. true. It, like, you know. But what do you, how do you, the hardest thing is like to like accept change, right? To, to, to change is the hardest thing. And when you're so familiar with something for so long and you think because you're able to turn a blind eye to the toxicities, you know, that it's okay to stay engaged in that situation. You, to, people tend to stay stuck, in with these poor relationships with the with people that aren't maybe positive in their life or right for them, whether it be improper relationships. Like, you know, no, no, no kid wants to be told the relationship between you and your mom is toxic. You know, no, 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 no person wants to know that, but it might be true. You know, it might be it might be the truth that when you two maybe she's a drunk. Maybe she's a drunk and you hate. It. Maybe she smokes cigarettes. You hate it. You know. Maybe maybe your mom does things that you're like ah. You know, or or you yourself, you yourself are incapable of showing your your parent that respect, that love. So it causes a friction. Mm-hmm. But even so, you'll still keep him there because you're like, that's my mom, and my dad. Yeah. That's my mom, and my dad. Fuck it. He hits me with a stick. I'm 32 years old, but that's my mom, and my yeah. dad. <laughs> you got at some point you got to say I'm not okay with this. You know why? Because this is what is done to me, and this is how it's affecting my life. Now I'm I'm talking to you now as a man or as a woman, and I want to fix this. How can we fix this? And then you try, and if it can't be fixed, then you continue moving your own way. Mm-hmm. Like the day after I had that conversation with my uncle, he was like, "Yo, remember yesterday when we was arguing?" And I was like, I caught that moment when he said arguing. Because I was having a conversation with him. But that's how he took it. But he took it as arguing because he saw it as as uh, a threat to his personality where he felt he had to defend himself. How did you how did you how did you talk to him? Did was it in front of people? Did you pull no, him to I the pulled, side? I pulled him to the side and it was one on one, face to face, and I told him I don't like your behavior, you're negative. How many years have you noticed him this way? I haven't because my family recently opened a liquor store. So I'm managing the liquor store. Okay. And he's been there with me for the first two months, seven days a week. Okay. Oh, busting his ass. Yeah. So, so, but I, that, that's the most time I spent with him as an adult, as me being aware mm. now, as me being woke now and being able to see personality defects and fault in people. So me being stuck there with him for two months straight, every day of the week, I really got to see his personality yeah, like you- full on. And I was like... Yo, you need some help, man. <laughs> like, he would just go off on rants. 
out of nowhere. And it would be just negative. I hate, I hate this guy, this, he never listened to me. Fuck him. It's going down the drain. It's just negative every day. And I got to a point where I said, bro, I can't take it anymore. So either you change or you don't be here with me. Because I can't have people like that around me. Because I'm starting to feel that energy on me. And I'm feeling suffocated. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all about being a mature adult. It's like, you notice if somebody's having toxic traits mm-hmm. and you have to stand up for yourself and be like, I don't need this in my life right now. And I don't take it personal. I'm not trying to offend you, but you need to work on yourself and it's crowding my space with negativity. Mm-hmm. So can you please uh, make some efforts to work on yourself? If you can't and you're not willing to change, then we have to go our own ways. As hard as it is, you know? But that, that, that's all about being a mature adult. It's about knowing what you should allow in your life that will only uh, make it more productive. You know, do you agree? Not, not, I I guess not all people are supposed to mix neither. No. And and you have to, you have to, uh, you have to come to grips with that. Yeah. Not not all people are supposed to mix, you know, and I guess that's the saddest part because we all human beings and we are, we should relatively be able to fucking get along. Right. But even that is fickle. We could coexist. Yo, even coexisting where, where Mm -hmm. we coexist, where we don't even coexist in the United States. We're on the same earth. Mm hmm. Nigga, but that's not you think. But if you ask, if you ask most people if they want the other person there on the earth with them, nah, nigga, they don't. We coexist because we're forced to, but not because we want to. Most people rather just probably just be by themselves and get what they want. Yeah, like you learn to adapt, or you go fucking somewhere. I have an ideology on life where I compare life to an algorithm, right? Mm -hmm. So or or, or, a formula, right? Mm -hmm. When you do a math formula, right, like four plus two in parentheses, Mm -hmm. right? And then you put the square root on the top. Mm-hmm. That's like adding a new choice you made in life. Okay. And now what's going to happen? That algorithm, that formula is going to expand. Yeah. Right? And then you add a minus, then a plus. And each of these things you're adding is a new choice you made in life. Mm-hmm. And every choice you make is going to lead you to endless possibilities of how you can grow and what can go wrong and what can go good. That would be a good... That would be a good chart to look at yeah if you take all the exponents and you take you take all the symbols and you give them uh like you put them in a legend and you give them keys yeah for them to go ahead and even as when you serve it to somebody you can that's perfect you can serve it to somebody just like that if you do x and you do y you know what i mean you'll have this this would be your empire but wait you can double it when you put the two over here what's the two gonna be I don't know. Maybe you picked this up. Maybe you picked that up. Maybe you got into a car crash. Huh? Now it's minus 20. Now it's you minus know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the formula could keep stretching. Everybody got their own formula. And each formula is, is complicated in its own way. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing you have to take on as, as being a, a human being is that everybody you meet got their own formula. And you don't know how big it, theirs is. I think about that shit all the time, man. man. It's when crazy. I'm walking in the city and I see people's faces and something about, something about like, where the fuck that motherfucker came from? Like, who's that motherfucker? I do the same dad? thing. I be staring at <laughs> people like, yo, I want to know your story. Dad? Like, well, yeah, who's, your, who's your dad? Who's your mom? Like, yeah. they, why didn't she swallow you? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, be, yeah I, I be sitting there like wanted to. I, I, we had this discussion before. Sometimes I feel like the buildings aren't real. I feel like legitimately there's nobody living there. Like, how the fuck is there eight eight million people in Manhattan? There's eight million people, man. That when you when I look at those buildings, all the lights are always off. 
It's like nobody's ever home. Yeah. <laughs> and I can never put my finger on it. And then I, you know, what's crazy too is the those people that are stuck, not stuck, but like those people that make the system go. Those managers at McDonald's, right? That been there 30, 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. Those those people that make the system go. You know, the guy at Verizon that's been there 30, 40 years, quiet ones, the people that make the system go that retire at 66, at 70 years old, right? Didn't say nothing. They just kept the system. I think about that too. Because it's almost like, what the fuck did you do? You just ran through life, blinked, 66? Yep. What did you do? What What did you it, do? It'd be like that for people. <laughs> you know? And some people are satisfied with that. Path, and they're very comfortable with that. They get in I, don't, I don't judge them. I mean, they get whatever steady check that they get in. You know, they're providing for themselves or their families. And they just... Like, like I was saying on, on Instagram the other day, what all we could do with, with people who don't want to adapt, people who don't want to grow, all you could do is plant a seed, leave it there, and then... Leave it up to them to decide if they if they want to water that, and they want to grow it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you can't sit here and force somebody to try to be a better version of themselves if they don't want to do it, or they want to. You can't force them to see your perspective if they don't want to do it. You give the, you you plant the seed, you give them your opinion, you give mm-hmm. them your thoughts, your feedback, and then you just leave it with them. And if if they want to change that, your words are going to start circling in their head. Yeah, Tupac said it. Tupac said, I may not be the person to change the world, but I guarantee I'll be the mouth that sparks the mind that changes the world. Yeah. You know, like, and and words are so powerful. Hmm. They can be used for, like, good things and bad things. But it's really who you are behind the words. It's the person behind the words. Mm -hmm. You know, because people don't, I, I don't think that everybody that does something bad is a bad person. I think that people genuinely make mistakes. Yeah. I think that we're being human. I think that's the best privilege we got. Because in the animal kingdom, you make a mistake, you're going to get eaten by a lion. Out here, it's similar. But it's not the same way. The only lion that you'll get eaten by is life itself. Your life will beat you up more than anybody can. Because you allow it to. Not because, oh, it's your fault, it's your fault. No, it's something that you have to truly embrace, you know, or not embrace it. You know, I... I don't have a qualms with people that, I don't, like, I'll take my father, for instance, very insensitive, very, you know, he was in the hospital two weeks ago, we spoke for a day, we still haven't spoken, you know, and I don't know if it's up to me to be the one to always call him and reach out and, and do those things, or if it's up to him, I don't, it's like, who should take the responsibility for doing that? We'll never know. But I know it bothers me. And I guess not knowing if it bothers him or not will keep me at bay, so to speak. Like, all right, I'm good loving you from over here because I don't even think this shit reflects on you. So I'd be giving my energy to a situation that is going to break me more in the end over it Mm -hmm. rather than you because you ain't even looking like you give a shit from over there anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's how I, I guess that's how I maneuver with most people. You know, don't call me at 2, 3 in the morning and talk about you want to talk. If we don't talk during the week, you don't, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't call me when you're drunk and want to talk. Don't call me when... That's not the type of fee energy I'm going to give you, you know, because I'm, I'm going to look at it like, all right, you need something from me. Like you said before, all right, you, now you need my time or now you need my attention or now you want somebody to speak to. Mm-hmm. It just makes it worse. And yeah, I can't talk. <laughs> and you never hear from yeah. me again. But it's it's because that's the way it was supposed to sway. You know, are you a God goer? 
You believe in God? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah. yeah. On what form? <laughs> form? What form? Like, what level? Um... You shave your legs type shit, or you don't shave your legs, no, you wear your dress, like... <laughs> uh... The... This... All right, do you yeah, believe yeah. do you yeah. believe Jesus Christ died on December 25th? Um, I have a close relationship with religion, but I chose to to believe in a god. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, that's, that, that, I understand. No, nah, no, nah, I understand it completely. I I would like to have a close relationship, but it's hard to have a close relationship with something you can't see. You can't feel. You can't I can't, I hate, not that I hate, but I, 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 it sucks that I can't understand what people that are so deep dived in religion understand, you know, like God got you, but you know, he don't give you more than you can handle, you know, I've seen so much death, especially in this month of December, it's so hard for me to sit there and be like, oh yeah, 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 thanks God. Like I, I have, <laughs> I have, I have I, but that's what it feels like. It's like I have an appreciation for 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 God and, and and Christianity because at a point I was lost in my life before I found therapy and before I found life coaching and everything. And when you say lost, what's lost? How lost were you? Were I you was sleeping on the train deep, station. No, no, not like that. <laughs> I was I was deep in the trenches of just like mental illness and 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 not have I haven't dealt with any of my fears yet. You know, what? I haven't dealt with any of my like what? Like, my like issues. What? what were you scared of? What were you afraid I had of? A, I had a lot of past issues that I dealt with and uh, uh, that kind of fucked up my head, you know? Yeah. And, and, and Were and, you bullied? Shit like that? No, it's just like dealing with deaths. And, Same here. And dealing with deaths and... Uh, um, I like to pry and I like to know because I got, I, got, I, got, I got pain and I feel like the only way that I can know my pain isn't isn't like they say the, the pain you feel is the worst pain you're ever gonna feel. You know the lowest you ever the lowest you feel is the lowest you're ever gonna feel. They say that. So for me to always understand my pain, I always like to know what what, what exactly ticked yours. You know, like what what got to you that you were just like, oh shit. I I, I'll tell it. you as long as it doesn't come out. What the the story? What do you mean you're you're being recorded? <laughs> no, is this live? No, but oh. it's being recorded. No, re -recorded. I mean like you when you tell guys me off put camera? it out. Yeah, tell me off camera. Yeah, I'll tell you off camera. Tell me off yeah. camera. Like yeah. the religious yeah. stuff and the the, we post everything. the we personal stories. Right. I'll tell off camera. <laughs> I'm like yo, because uh, like, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. share the shit out of this interview secrets. and I don't want everybody knowing like. No, of course, of course, but see, um, I I learned when I started my podcast years ago, like two years ago. I kept getting more naked every time I got in front of this microphone. Uh -huh. To the point where one of my covers is me on the toilet taking a shit. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like it's this. Shit. See, well, I know you um, a little held back from, you know what I mean, your personals. Mm -hmm. But I think that the more you deep dive, it'll just help you help your character more to embrace it. Yeah. Feel me? Because one day we're going to be famous, guys. And this world is going to want to know who we saying. are. No, yeah. You know, they're yeah. going to want to know who we are from no shade, no... I know I'm going to get so much backlash from the shit that I said before. Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely. But I'm going to have to fucking take it. What am I going to do? Yeah. What stuff off camera is worse than what you're saying right now. Oh, me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I try, I try, I try, I try. He tries to tame himself. Listen, 
it, the worst thing that could happen to me is that if I ever do be a, become a comedian, because then everything is everything is fair game, though. Be a comedian. Everything yeah, is fair game. Pre- you're pretty fucking funny. Man. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, I've been telling him this shit for fucking ever. A year. He could probably. <laughs> could be a little, he got like a little Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle type of fucking type of style that I like a lot. That I can see this shit blowing. They're up. two opposite men too. Exactly. You put me between you have two. a little sprinkle of each one. Cause I got, got Dave like, Chappelle's teeth. Definitely Dave Chappelle vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Because you have like that charisma when you talk. I can see. Who are your favorite comedians of all time? Richard Pryor. Um, I like Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker? Yeah. I'm Eddie Murphy. Murphy? Eddie Murphy's funny as fuck. Eddie Murphy is fucking. Yeah, especially his his early stuff. Oh my God. He only only had to do two specials. Mm -hmm. Raw and what was the other one? Delirious. Delirious. They're funny though. You know who was a good stand up comedian? Oh, well, who was a right stand up comedian? Michael Keaton. That man? You know the original Batman? Not the original. Oh, I didn't original. know that. Batman was... Michael Keaton was a fucking stand-up comedian. He was getting no... He was having no luck with the acting. It was trash. He had his own sitcom. It was trash, though. Then all of a sudden, uh, something Burton. Jim Burton? Tim uh, Burton. Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. Tim Burton. Drops a fucking... Th- You're Batman. And then Michael Keaton turns around and goes, I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many great comedians. Like, George Carlin was always pretty cool, too. George Carlin? Do you know what the Yippies was, right? The Yippies? Do you remember the Yippies on Bleecker Street in Manhattan? Have you ever performed there? No. There was this place called the Yippies in Manhattan on Bleecker Street. This the my first place performing where I first met V and, and everybody. Where I first met everybody in this spot. My uncle was working for Newgrounds, a place that takes care of um, people. He was walking by and he said, and I said, open mic. And I just started rapping. He sends me the picture. It was every Thursday. That's where I met Scribe the Verbalist. That's where I met mad people. And George Carlin owned that. George Carlin owned the Yippie. Yep, yep, yep. So when you walked in there, it was like a weed activist spot. All you saw was like pictures all over the wall of like 1970 shit. Mm, it's like a little bit of the, kind of the New York. took it to the next level with his comedy though. He would only come out like once a fucking month, right? And it would be on every topic that was going on in the news. And he had a weird way of putting it where... I don't believe he did that, right? <laughs> and his eyes would be telling you, you guys believed he did that shit, right? <laughs> like, you know who's really funny too? Robin Williams, man. Oh, his rest in peace. The fucking goat. You know I how smart he guy. was? Yeah, man. He was so smart that when he died, he signed a contract on his contract. Nobody could use his material for 25 years after he's dead. Anything that he had his name on, created anything like that? Well, that's why we don't see anything. Right. Nigga, yeah. that's why none got recreated, nothing like that. He make, it makes me sad, man, when I think about him dead. Like, he's the one who, he's one of the only celebrities that, when I think about, because I loved his work, his movies, his stand-up and everything, his character, that when I think about it, I almost tear up, man. Him and um, the guy from Linkin Park, Chester. Not in the airplane? No, he no, killed himself. Oh, yeah, he, he yeah. did suicide. He committed suicide too, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he overdosed? Because Linkin Park's music, like, that shit put me through, helped me out a lot, man. I think that was our error, if I'm yeah, being honest right. with you. Like, like even if you weren't... Those songs hit, man. Yo, those songs hit. Even if you weren't a, a rock person or anything like that, they it was a different level of sound and appreciation yeah. and embracing. And then to see the... They were young men. Just the stuff they were talking mm-hmm. about, though. Like, mm-hmm. like, really, like, if you was dealing with depression and, and home issues, mm-hmm. like... That music really resonated. I tried so yeah, hard. Man. And young and, and and the early Eminem stuff, man. Oh, those stuff me? really hit you, you know? Are you kidding me? But the, but you know what they say with Eminem, right? They 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 uh a, there's a lot of like angst on his name because they say he's a he was a, a plant. There was no yes. 
There was no black man rapping about killing his mom and burying her. A black man wouldn't talk like that. There was no black man really talking about using drugs. Hip hop yeah. didn't talk about using drugs. We talk about selling them. Mm-hmm. Early nineties, we sold them. This sneakers, we we beat people up. We stomped them out. Everybody dies in hip hop with a gut. No, no, no. Eminem is dismembering you. Yeah. Running around with fucking butt cheeks. Putting it in fucking have Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky, all this shit. Nobody was rapping like that. Nigga, the only reason he got away with it because he was white. Hmm. I'm gonna stand on that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna stand on that because they, right, so there's no black person that did right. it. At, I'm, let me rephrase right. that. Joyner Lucas is like probably the like. Yes, I know he's creating his own lane, but my nigga, when I first heard Joyner, Eminem spawn. You know how many of these niggas that Eminem spawns? Hobson. That if he Hobson, but if but if M, if M didn't do favorites. it, if M didn't get that permission and get to these niggas wouldn't have been doing it right yeah, now. They wouldn't be talking this shit. They wouldn't be talking this real shit. Like they wouldn't. It wouldn't have got there. I'm a clone. You want it's clone? like Kanye too. Kanye. No, I'm Kanye. A clone with him. Kanye opened the doors for Drake and AutoTune yeah. and so much, so much things. You know. We, I mean, we were talking about the drink champs with Kanye, right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? How I don't know if y'all peeped it. But he, he really got emotionally scarred when he when Nor, when when Nori asked him, "So what happened? Why'd you lose your mind?" And the niggas like, <laughs> "Why'd you lose?" Your he mind? said, "Bro, you got you got you got one dude talking about he's driving around in my neighborhood, lives down the block, trying to kill me. Then on the other side, every, he's saying he fucked my wife, and whether it's believable, whether it's true or not." What? No, Drake. All over Drake's songs, he was saying that he fucked Kim. Oh. And then he was saying that he's going to find Kanye. Crept up the block, made a right, at the light, nothing sweet. Nigga, he's talking about body and Kanye. Like, you, you're talking about, they're talking about killing me and fucking my wife. He was like, nigga, what do you expect me to do? Not lose my fucking mind? Mm-hmm. Well, now- let, let, let somebody talk to you like that about your shit and see how you at. He had yeah. a valid point, but nobody got that. Nobody got that when that was going on. Oh, Kanye's crazy. He's bugged out. Nah, nigga. He's just he's just trying not to grab the fucking ratchet and blow his Kurt Cobain out. You know? like, I agree, I agree. Yeah, I think a lot of what Kanye says is underlooked because people just see him as irrational and, and loud and impulsive. Um, but I think he's genius. he says a lot of really shit, bad. man. But you gotta listen. But a lot of people, as soon as they turn on Kanye they interviews, Kanye. they turn off Kanye mentally. You know, and they don't get to hear what he's saying, but he's that especially the drink chance, man, he said a lot of shit, bro. Like yo, you you understand what it takes for a man? Like I'll never forget I shouldn't even say his name, but uh, I'm gonna say it anyway. R. Kelly, when he came out with the song um um I Wish, mm-hmm. in that song they have a, a, a sequence where his mom's talking to him and his mom says, What is it what what does it do a man to gain the world but lose his soul? You know what I'm saying? And he's like, I want out. I want I want out. I can't handle this. And the whole scene, he's talking to the sky, his mom, which is dead. So if you if you think about how all that shit goes on, you know, you have to give it up for Kanye for keeping it together. His family, his success with his business, his music. The nigga lost his fucking mom at the height of his success. I mean, don't get me wrong, she, she shouldn't have been there getting no fucking Botox and all that shit either. But lost his fucking mom. How did his success? If I lost my mom with a million dollars, you're not going to see me tomorrow. I'll burn it. I'll burn it and I'll burn myself in it. Because that's how distraught I would be. So for him to keep it together and be able to speak about that shit, he's a prime example of how people can grow out of pain. 
You know, not be held back by it. He's sitting there. Yo, my nigga, while he was doing the Drink Champs episode, Pete Davis was smashing Kim and he knew it. He still is. And, and he knew it, though. And he's still sitting there. Vulnerable man. I want my wife. I want my kids. I want my... My nigga, he's... You see his home? His home is a fanny pack. That's how rich he is, too, though. But his home, <laughs> his home is a fanny pack. That, 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 that's a whole bunch of mental illness yelling at me. Yeah. You know, as together as he was there, I saw... No, that. he definitely needs help, though. To, oh, of course. Because, like, even the fact that he said that um, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't go to therapy. When Charlamagne asked him in the interview, he's like, I don't go to therapy. I don't need it. All my, I got all my friends is therapy. I was like, mm, your friends. Yeah, wrong friends. La- Larry Hoover Jr. Bro, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Larry and then, and then you know, Hoover. you know, Kanye also said that he doesn't read books. He said he doesn't believe in reading books. Yo, he said he's, you heard what he said about his reading skill. It says re- he he said it himself. He said, Nah, I'm not the. I could read, but I ain't the best reader. But that's but that's what he's lacking because he has a lot of important stuff to say, and I feel like sometimes it doesn't come out right because he doesn't have the knowledge and the words to use. To really, like, uh, express what he's trying to say. I don't get it, my nigga. How he should speak? read books. Imagine if Kanye read books. How can you He'll be, be so like great? a Da Vinci. He'll be like, oh, I How express you it through so music. Yeah. I don't need to read words. I do it through beats and music. I, but see, but see. Kanye's- but we know how far, how great he could do with that. So mm-hmm. imagine if he just expanded his knowledge and got mental help and, like, just just um took the time to develop himself. But you do, know, you like, think, do you think, um, do you think, uh, do you believe in ceilings? Like, you know, what if his capacity or his, his broadband width is just to support that? Just to support his level of crazy to give us this dope music, this dope art, this dope, this contemporary stuff, right? What if his capacity is only for that? Like, Mayweather's not going to be a rocket science, bro. You know what I mean? Mayweather's always going to box. But that's, you know what the thing is? <laughs> what up, Pop? Hi. What was that? My father. Oh. Hey, what's going hey, on? What's going on? Who left this? Kenny left me on the stairway. Oh, Kenny, Yeah, she went to go do her nails. Bro, you had a coffee already. You need to stop it. She gave it to me for free. What's going on, man? What up, Pop? We here. We talking hip hop. We talking. What's all this right here? Oh, man. Y'all having a good time. Yeah. How you feeling, Pop? Fantastic. How's your Sunday doing? Beautiful. That's good. Come on, you love the husband. We ain't taping this, right? Yes, we are. I am. Don't listen to it, too. I don't got you, though. It's I'm just busted. recording. <laughs> we're we're no, live we, right now. You don't have to worry because, you know, we don't have to worry about that, right? She'll never listen to this. No, I'll just clip it up and send Let's it to Yo-Yo. You'd be surprised how we're, we're getting, you, our reach is getting bigger. Tells her, like, squeals. No, I'll clip it up when Pop walked in, and then I'll send it to him. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> So facts, what's going on with the music, man? Man, I, I dropped the, the mixtape. Oh, yeah, we didn't get into it yet. And, 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 and that's, that's about it right now, yeah. Doing your thing. I yeah. see with that beautiful girl. Who's that? Damn. No, that was just a model. That's just a model. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck everything you say. This is, this, no, is the real, this is the real. Everybody <laughs> asks me, man. I got so many hit-ups. Is that your girl? Is that your girl? I was like, <laughs> that that nigga's sweet. That nigga's sweet. His face like this. He been trying to probably avoid that this whole fucking episode. Now we're nah, she's my friend. I was like, oh, go X, go. Go X, go. My girl is actually in the car outside. She's oh, in the car. 
outside. No, she's not outside. She's driving around the Bronx. Oh, and I invited her to come inside. And I said, come sit out. Come. come hang out with us. And she's like, eh. Don't be scared. She's nah, very you, antisocial. Listen, listen, yeah. listen, listen. It would have been messed up if she was here, right? And or you didn't know she was here and she was sitting somewhere. And then you would have came in like, yo, that pretty girl you was with. Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah. I, but I guarantee you she's already asked him that. Oh, man. <laughs> I got said, hell for that. Oh, you get in trouble? <laughs> I got in trouble for that. You got in trouble? I didn't get in trouble, but it did make her feel some type of way. And of course, you uh, feel that some type of way. I say, yo, it's for a video. Relax. And she's like, she's but I'm like, looking at that. I'm like, damn, they look like. Well, I ain't gonna get it. Don't you know, know, get him in trouble. You know, <laughs> I caught myself. You no, you know, you know, that's what got really her upset is because that's, she didn't care that it was for a video. She cared how intimate it looked. It looked like yeah. yeah. But you gotta say, baby, I'm just acting. I gotta make the scene look good. You know, but then <laughs> it made her feel it, it made her feel insecure. It made her feel bad. You know, but. I, I was like, that's oh. so you know, good. Well, what? At the end of the scene, you tapped on the ass. You said, "Good game." <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a good vibe, though. We had a good vibe. We had a, that good, was vibe. a good vibe. No, for real. Yeah, yeah. Somebody looking, I was like, damn, I ain't nice. Yeah. Go ahead, X. Yeah. Oh, oh my that god. Was all, all not real. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was all <laughs> not. Oh my Wait god. till you see the music uh, video. Yo, the yeah, that's what I'm we we editing we editing the music video. This is why I don't. This is reason for a lot of things. Wait, so the video didn't come out yet? It was just a clip you put out? That's just clips I'm using it to promote like the song. Picture. It's like the yeah. picture. I was like, damn, dope. Nice. Wait, guy? Yeah. Is it still up there? Let me see. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. We're working on it. We're working on it right now, actually. Yeah, I was trying to tell uh, Rich, man, you know, and hopefully with, with Gilly's uh, help, we want to do like a, like a showcase, you know? Because mm-hmm. he's got some music coming out, but we were like... Listing all the artists, of course, it was my idea. So my favorite artists, and you on the list out of all like the independent guys. Thanks, that man. Yeah. Through all the years, I was like, you know, I said, nah, we gotta have X, and you know, a couple of like uh, Blas. Yeah, I should. You should. You should do, do that, man. You know, we get a spot, and, and then it's not. It, it will be more intimate. Mm. You know, it's not mm. like it has. To, you have to oh, yeah, go she, out and sell tickets bad. and all of that. It's just <laughs> one where you look at it. Throw it up. Yeah, yeah, right there. Look at, see? Look at that, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yo, Pops is crazy. Yo, Pops is crazy. Looks real, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting in trouble. Nah. Dad. You're pushing too far. No. Uh, no, it's God. funny. It's funny. It's, it's a is. very good photo. No, it is. My brother took that. This- Look, oh, damn, All right. I see those other ones. So I got a question. Look at the other ones. He coming close to the screen to see. This is why I come home very, very late. This is why I come home late, man. <laughs> Yo, it's, I a, good like thing. it's a good sometimes. thing she's in the car. So why, why wouldn't she be in the video then? She's not that tight. That's not her vibe. She's not that tight. I did ask her. That's I did I ask her. And she's not. That's. She's she's not. She's someone who likes to be hiding. You know. She don't. That's not her. Yeah. She's shy. Humble, quiet, shy. And not only that, she probably she probably feels like, you know, what you have, like a lot of women feel like what, you know, they have with the person, they, that's that's mine. That's what I got with you. That's not, you know, I don't want the whole world to see that. I don't want the, and maybe you neither. Maybe no, you that's want, my vibe. Oh, yeah. yeah I, like, I never post my real relationships online. Oh, Any bit of it. Yeah. I like, I like my relationships private. The only people who know are the people who are close to me, you know, but I keep, I keep. All that yeah, quiet. Like, you don't want your business out there. It's like, it's good, like, very rarely, like, that. Also, like, also, do that quick, like, also marketing story. vibe, you want to keep the single vibe. 
Hey, women Mark. do that all the time. <laughs> well, you know how many bad chicks? You know, that's how you sell more music. You say you want to keep the single vibe, but as long as they all know. As long as all the bitches you fucking with, they all know. Like, they all, they, they, I know she's fucking, I know he's fucking her, but he's fucking me too. You know what I mean? Like, they all know, it's fine. <laughs> He'll get you in trouble. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You let that, that, see, I'm just saying there was a nice photo. No, yeah, yeah. Which makes yeah, you want to see the video, which makes I'm you want to hear I'm the getting second at embarrassment. You know, like that. <laughs> you don't see that coming. But nah, none of that. I got this on that side. This <laughs> on that side. You be in trouble, boy. Nah, the girl I got now, she's she's special, man. Like I've this is my longest relationship. So my oh, mom, good, my mom, my mom loves her. Everybody How long loves been in relationship? her. Relationship. Uh, we're made a year now. Oh, year. That's your longest yeah. at twenty nine years <laughs> yeah, old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my longest. <laughs> well, see, that means I like that. She's the one. You know, she's rolling towards the one. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. You know what? If you didn't notice off camera, you did a gesture <laughs> off camera. I was, <laughs> and I was. I'm not. You, I'm like, not gonna lie. I almost, I almost reeled out of it because I was scared because it was going too good. Because I'm used to the girls walking out on me or me dealing same with thing. bad I, choices that I made. And I'm the same way. I almost, I almost split up with her because of that. Wow, you you felt like guilty because it was going so good. Yeah, like this ain't gonna work. Yeah, yep. I was I, like, this is gonna mess it up, or I'm gonna mess it up at some other point. And she was like, it's going great. Why? And I'm like, we had a little rift because of that. Because you, you know, were insecure over the fact I you was. thought you weren't good enough to be in the relationship. Yep. Because of what I was used to dealing with. And that's changed now. It's changed, yeah. She because might be I, the one, pop. She might be the well, one. Well, no, she might be the one. I realized, like, yo, she's actually good for me, and 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 leaving now is what I'm used to doing. So let me not leave. Let me stay and see how much more good this can be for me. You know. I mean, when it's good, when it's good, it's good. Well, you're gonna make good music. Yeah, yeah. Like the the song that I use the model for. That song was written about her. Yeah. That was written about our honeymoon phase. You know the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. when you first start and it's mm-hmm. like amazing. Not saying that it's never amazing going on, but it's just a certain type of, mm-hmm. of fun you have in that beginning stage where you're just mm-hmm. like super excited. And so I just thought back up at that time that we had and I wrote about it. And that's what my, the single you oh, is about. Sweet. You and know? I think that's when you can really tell that something good is happening to you when it starts reflecting on your work. Yeah. When it starts reflecting on your work ethic. Huh? When you have more energy to get up and go and get shit done, and it's due to the fact of how you're fucking feeling about something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It pushes you. It's uh-huh. like positive reinforcement. Yeah, I got like six new pop songs that are like Because of her? Bangers because of her. Of her. Insp- yeah. Inspired because of her? Wow. All inspired from her. Are you going to have six different girls for six? The six wow. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, this. Bring that album there you go. You did good. Actually, hey, yo, pause. See? See, you got six chicks. Just name the album after. Yeah. yeah. Uh, For right insert name right. here. Mm-hmm. For insert name here. There you go. This is actually the first video we, we did on a low budget because videos cost too much money. I'm not trying to spend $1,000 per video. At least. Yeah. At least. Wait, and not, 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 not counting. More scenes. More moving. More, more money. Oh, we need props. Paying oh, for, pay, pay for the movies, pay for the awesome. models, paying for the editing to get done. Mm-hmm. It's, it's paying for the place. It's too much money. So we shot this one on a low budget. All I paid for it was the place. The girl did it all for me as a favor, and then I'm me and my boy are editing it for free. The shorty be like, "Why she do it for you for a favor for? <laughs> Did you give her? <laughs> no, I paid her fifty dollars for her transport because she came from Jersey. 
Okay. So I, I, I threw her $50 on Cash App, and then she came through and, and, and did it for us. And then no. we, we going next week, we're meeting up again because we decided we needed some more scenes. No. We got, I got to direct your next video, remember. I want yeah. That, I want that no, song. No, after this I video, want that song. after this video, we're going into the videos for the for the mixtape, for the Transcendence. Yeah. I, I really like that song. Because Busy, Busy is one of my favorites off that whole and album. And Busy wants to shoot a video to Disciples, too. Mm. He keeps bugging me to Busy. do that. Yeah. Busy B? Yeah. Oh, man. Another one on the list. See? Yeah. There's a whole list, list of you cats that mm-hmm. definitely... For me, you know, I love watching you guys perform, mm-hmm. you know, and like I love being like the spectator in the room and seeing all this young talent doing their thing and just just the amazing cre- creativity, you know. I mean, I, I used to go along with him, really, when we first started as his security because, look, he's a nerd, yo-yo, and <laughs> he's going in a hip-hop environment, a hip-hop environment I'm used to. Especially you talking the seventies and eighties and everybody got a burner in there. In the nineties, yeah, <laughs> burner. Like yo, and I'm looking at him and like he's like, oh hi, I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend type of dude. And you know, yeah, and that I'm like, let me just stand in the back of the room and watch because if something jumps off, then I got to jump in. You know, for my son to look at his back. But then I realized, you know, after um, going to a lot of these venues, that everybody was really the same with different, you know. Levels. I mean, we did run into a couple of knuckleheads that thought they were gangster and all of that, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like still that environment. Everybody just wanted to get their creativity out on stage. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was the thing that I ultimately realized later on. And then you, as you go there a couple of times and you, you're looking at it, you start seeing certain artists like yourself and Busy and, you know, Blas and, and a few of them like, damn, these kids, man, they really got like talent, man. It's, it's crazy. And then you start watching them and following them and saying, wow, I really, really enjoyed it. So you and your work now, you know, then it becomes a couple of albums, performances where they're performing at and things like that. And, and like I was telling him, I said, damn, man, we should just put something together and get all of these guys in at one time, you know, where they all just go up and do, you know, a couple of songs, you know, and, and just like a real a concert vibe. And, and tape it. A concert. Know? Yeah, just man. A concert. You know? Yeah. You know? And I always tell, I always. Because you've I, done something along those lines. I've done yeah shows, and 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 I've always tell him, you know how great of a dad he got because you come to those shows and you show up and you support, and I've always been envious of that because I'm like my family has like never supported my music, like they'll 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 be like oh they'll listen to a song or be like that's great or good job. But, like, to show up and be there the whole night, like how you do, mm-hmm. and, like, be there and be present and then meet people, it's like, damn, man. You know, my dad my dad just last, a month, two months ago, spent over $1,000 to take his uh, prostitute wife to the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Wait, is she, is she mm. a prostitute or is she a wife? No, she's a prostitute. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like he could pay $1,000 to take her... He he met her at the, the one of those Chinese whore, whorehouses or whatever you call them. Geisha, you know? it's called a geisha house. Yeah, you know, and then uh, he got stuck with her. We trying to tell her he's just taking your money. He don't listen. Uh, he spent a thousand dollars taking her. Wait, to she's PR. Dominican? No, she's um Cambodian. What's ca- what's Cambodian from Cambodia? Cambodia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like Asian. Asian. it's in the Asian. It's in the Asian atmosphere. So so is, is that so, where is that what um um what's this guy's name um Jim Jones went? No, that's Guyana. Oh, yeah. But that that you know that culture you know I guess certain things happen. The, deli- the delicacies. You know, we all have our you know and I I can't I would like to defend that to a certain. 
everybody has their own sins. Yeah. You know, yeah. We all have our faults, man. I don't yeah. care who you are, you know, and who knows what he's going through, you know, and and then he needs to realize how it makes you, you feel or whatever it is, you know, it's, 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 it's he's, tough. He's completely oblivious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's been times where I've been oblivious to my family in, yeah. my, in the lifetime yeah. early on, you know, when mm-hmm. my kids were growing up and I'm working late hours and just care more about work than I'm, and God, I shouldn't even say this on camera, yeah. David, when I first born, <laughs> I, I'm telling you. Well, this is something, well, I'll say it because mm-hmm. it's the truth, you know, when my first born, Candace, was, my wife was pregnant with her, um, her wife, I was going to work that morning and her water broke. And I had a job where like a hundred and something people, I had to put their payroll in or they wouldn't have got paid or go to the hospital and take, you know, my wife to the hospital when she's going into labor for our first kid. And I called my mother-in-law to go with her to the hospital so that I could um, go to work to make sure that these people got paid on time. You know, because I said, well, there's 125 families that may be needing this money versus my firstborn, which... Man, that's a tough, that's a tough man, thing, though. That years later, I regret it. Really? You know, well, yeah, because well, she never held it against me because, you know, my mother-in-law was right upstairs, and they took, took her to the hospital. And right after I got that payroll in for all those people, I shot up to the hospital. And then it was another 18 hours of sitting there. But, you know, that was, you know, that was a decision. So I look at that decision, you know... Where most people would have said, "Well, hey, screw those people," you know, <laughs> you got to take care of your wife. And I didn't, and I guess I didn't realize how dangerous it could have been for her and all of that because I was thinking more about duty to, you know, people and, and stuff. So you never know, man. You know, I mean, I, I can't speak for your your father and him doing it. Who knows? He's going through something. Who the hell knows? But sometimes we make choices in life that that. You know, we, he may realize it later on. Damn, I shouldn't have did that and whatever. Yeah, because I can't even get I can't even get five dollars on it. Hmm. And then if it hurts me that that finding out he's paying a total stranger thousand dollars trips. You know, I we're your sons. I'm half Dominican. I've never been to DR. You know what I'm saying? And you're gonna take a stranger first because hmm. she pleases you sexually and gives you your needs, and then you won't take any of us. But it's there. like a drug too, man. Yeah, because he's a he's an addict. Yeah. He's a sex addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, like he honks at girls in the street, sticks his tongue out on them. But that's that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that type of behavior is an addiction. You know, you, you like that causes people to make bad choices. Yeah, you know, especially sexual and and you know, especially that. You know, that could take your whole life and ruin your whole life, man. It's it's crazy. But anyway, let's get back to the music. We're talking road. about sex. Sex. If you want to, you want to say you're talking. You want to say you're talking. I came here messed up the session here. I didn't mean to do that. Nah, that's no. cool, man. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I found out some revelations today too. So that's great. Yeah, we're not just bringing that down, but you know, and it's good to see. But definitely in the future, and hopefully, you know, we can plan it. You know. Something next year. Twenty twenty two. It's going now. Like, with twenty twenty two the level. Independent hip hop in the room, you know. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Just a couple of folks that. I'm gonna do know, mine take, too. We can set up like a, you know, I don't know, some, some sort of visual. Yeah. We, you know, we, with all the angles. Look, we, we, got always drones, been talking. we got drones. We got drones. We got freaking everything. We got man. stabilizers. We, can, we got. 
We got tripods, microphones. We clip it good. up, man, and plan in advance. But then get artists like you and 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 busy in them. And twenty twenty two is gonna be a beautiful year with music. Have, have like a bro yo yos and podcasts. Quote, that's another kid, man. Mm-hmm. I love freaking quote. Oh that yeah, kid there, man. He's 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 talented. Mm-hmm. You know? There's a whole there's a, sl- a plethora of amazing artists out there. Right. But anyway, you know we can do that, and you know I don't mean to come come disturb, but. You know, mm. Let me know when, when you're finished. I told you, Pops, you should be down here uh, we got work. every Sunday. Nah, giving nah, 10 nah, minutes. Man. Yeah, yeah, you should be down here every Sunday giving 10 minutes. Nah, yo, leave the, leave the uh, what's the name? <laughs> right, right. I'll come bring down right, before you head out, delivery. Before you <laughs> head out, what do you want to say to the people at home? I think I said you it You just up. said it up. Yeah. <laughs> what's her? <laughs> you said it up, man. I'd be dead and right. Your you Pops know? just killed it. Like, <laughs> you know, like a goodbye thing. Like, uh, always drink water. Like, like those type of things. There you go. Don't play with matches, folks. Don't play with matches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to see you. I'll All right, see man. You later. Same here. Yeah. Later, Pop. See you later. He's the fucking man. Yeah. I'm a he's we just touched. Yo, but look how he do. He comes in, drops the coffee, and then just walks out. We just touched, <laughs> we just touched like seven different subjects in like ten minutes. But he, but he I think you see my father. My father's way more like he's a very personal guy. Like mm-hmm. he don't want to know everything. Look, my dad. You. My dad just called me and left me a voicemail. See, uh, you know why though, right? Because you're talking about it. I know. Divine intervention. You're talking about it. Divine intervention. But, but yo, in. you see that Bana? You see that, you see that fucking pain? See that pain, nigga? I feel that. Like, like, see, see, yeah, my, man. See, my... Hmm, don't kill me, Pop. But see, how I took it when I was younger? My father's concern was his hoes and his cars. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, he used to leave me at the door with my bags packed. On Friday, he's supposed to pick me up. Be one, two in the morning. Then he want to show up. One, two in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, I have more fonder memories of my uncles because he, he just wasn't. My old. uncles are the same way. My uncles kind of took that father, yeah. father they figure put, they, role they, they and, and took care of me. One exactly. of them is taking care of me, helping me out right now. Exactly. You know, and 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 he because he feels bad for what my father, his brother, is my, not around. My, my nigga, when I got when I lost my apartment, when I lost my apartment in um in Maspeth, or Ridgewood, uh, um, I had to, I had to, I was, I was basically homeless for like a week, right? You used to live in by Maspeth. I used to live in a couple places. I used to live in Maspeth. You know, there's a restaurant depot in Maspeth. I used to live in Ridgewood. Um, I probably know the restaurant depot. So I used to, um, I used, I, wait, where is it? I don't know exactly. I know it's in Maspeth. Oh. But I used to work there. <laughs> so, oh, oh, so like, um, so I get kicked out of there, right? And I come to my pops. And I'm like, Yo, Dad, I, I need a place to live. I ain't got no space for you here. I was like, what? He's like, I... Not even a couch? I said, just give me... He's like, I ain't got no space for you here. Who takes me and my uncle? You know what I mean? While he got two kids in his apartment. Yeah, man. He takes me in. I come with a, a cat, a pickup truck, and a whole bunch of furniture. Not a whole bunch of furniture, my shit, my life. He takes me in, no problem, embraces me. I don't understand how a father could not. You know what I mean? How, how, these, how these men do it. What's the point of having a kid? <laughs> that's that's you know that's my shit. What's the point? What's the point? What's the point? And this shit hurts you. You know, like this shit. This shit still hurts me to this day. You know what I'm saying? And but I have to. I have to live with the fact that he may never grow up and he may never come to grips. Have you wrote about it? Ever? No. Music? No. Oh. No. Oh. And, and, and this is what I was. I was wanted to talk to you about because the next album I work on, I plan on talking about. Everything, because mm-hmm. I've I've surface touched my personal issues in my music before, but I never went deep. Never, 
So I am going to do a, a, my next album that I do work on is going to be everything. So what kind of music did you make then? Like what kind of like it's it good. Just, like it's it's self reflective. It makes you think. It's it's kind of like life coach rapping. But it wasn't it wasn't on your personal life. No, I have one song on my Who I Am album called These Days, and I get pretty personal there. But that's as far as deep as I've ever got. Yeah. But I could go so much deeper, but I haven't because I'm kind of like waiting for the right time to do it. See, you know, that, I always go super deep with all my songs. Like, yeah. I think my most deepest was Chorus Light in the Paper, and it was by my grandfather when he. Cancer. Yeah, you see, I haven't talked about any of that stuff in my life yet. Yeah, I, 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 I like I was from all my all my rapping peers were always better than me in the area and criteria of like hard rapping. You know what I mean? Like just metaphors, just nerds. They're rapping nerds. Mm-hmm. I was never a rapping nerd. My first song is Super Thug Noriega. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 I was but, never but. I was never a rapping nerd. I don't, I don't know the fucking history. I found out about Big Taddy Kane three years ago. I'm not a rapping nerd. So whenever I when I did start to make solo music, that's all I knew how to do was talk about my life. And it gets me sometimes it gets me put in a bad position because people be like, You did that? Or you feel that way? Yeah, nigga. Yeah, I put a knife to my throat before, you know? Yeah, nigga. I, yeah, I've gone a week, two weeks without fucking sleeping or eating because I'm fucking on Molly. Yeah, nigga. I've been homeless. Yeah, nigga. Like, yeah, I got these distorted fucking emotions and relations with both of my parents in my life. Yeah, nigga. I put it, and I put it all right there in music for you to hear. Whether it be the so Last night I was crying till six in the morning in my car. This is how you know your music means something to you. I'm crying in my own music because I wrote a song for my... My grandfather, I'm, I'm sorry, I wrote a song for my uncle, for my uncle and my, and my, um, and my, and one of my best friends that passed away. They passed away, uh, both in December, one year apart. One's December 17th, one December's 29th. And after the, after my uncle passed away, I fucking fell apart. I'm like, no way, a year later, now my uncle, and they died the same way, overdose. You know what I'm saying? These niggas didn't know each other from a hole in the wall, but they were there for me. They were there for me when I needed them, when I was homeless, when I had no place to sleep, when I had, when I didn't have clothes. You know, they were there for me, even when going through their own pain. And I, all that shit, I'm crying in my car last night because a song I wrote for them. And I'm pressing it on repeat because it doesn't get old. The pain doesn't stop. It doesn't go away. I don't feel better. I just feel worse, so fuck it. Let's go another round with pain. That's how I am. I go another round. That's why my music reflects that. And that's why it's so hard for me to perform my music. I don't want to be crying up there. But I know the minute I do, I got you. I know the minute I shed this tear, I got you. Because that's what it's called for. Mm-hmm. If I don't represent this music the best way it's supposed to be represented, don't represent it at all. Feel mm-hmm. me? If you don't want to be a dad, don't have a kid. Same shit. Don't birth a song or make a song that you're not able to see through. Mm-hmm. And just like, when you start writing all this personal shit, just know this is going to be a whole nother side of you that's going to it's gonna change you. It is. It's going to change you to express these things and let them out mm-hmm. and let the world know what you feel like. And, 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 and now that it's out and it's out for the world to hear, now, now, it's, now it's in the air for the energy to be judged and castrated and, and for the energy to be to talked down about. And now for people to know you personally and feel like they got something on. Oh, wait, you did this? Yeah, I mean, like, be ready. Be prepared. And I'm sure you are because the life coach shit, the shit that you're acknowledging now. Yo, I don't, I, I've done that before and I felt bad. 
Like, my uncle tried to hit me in the jaw. Like, nigga, look at you. Like, what the fuck? You over here taking care of another nigga's kid? You, yo, came at me left field like six months ago. Left field, because he was having a bad day. You really feel like that? All right. I'm not going to go ahead and argue and bicker, and, but I'll put your name in the song. Because that's where, that's where, I, that's for me, that's where, that's where I talk to you. If you feel like that about me, then you feel like that about me. Of course, call me later and apologize. But you only got to strike me once to tell me how you feel about me. Whether you be drunk, whether you be high, whether you be... You could tell when somebody's spitting some truth on their tongue, right? Mm -hmm. So all you got to do is tell me once, and I'm probably never going to believe you a second time when the story changes. That's it. You said it, you believe it. I believe it too now. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I agree. Wow. So... I, I, I'm reading this book, right? Oh. I'm, re I'm, I'm reading this book called um, Snoop. And okay. the author is a, a, a worldwide well-known um, psycholo um, psychologist. Oh. And um, he's been studying people for years. He teaches at so many schools. Mm -hmm. And he has this um, apprenticeship program where he teaches people to become snoopers. And that's his word for people who's, who are excellent at snooping into other people's lives and figuring out what type of people they are based on how they keep their room. He even does, um, he's even called in by the FBI sometimes yeah, to look at crime scenes. Profiling, yeah. Correct? So he says something in there that's, that's really goes off what you just said. And now I just completely forgot where I was going with this conversation. Uh, Fuck. Uh, I hate when that happens. All the time. All the time. Man, it was yeah. just off of what you said. What you said? What? How people, um, Oh man, I forgot. What's the time stamp? What are we on? I thought we'd been like two, two hours right now. Nah, hour and 20 minutes. Oh, hour and 20? Damn, see how time flies, man? shit. Man, man, shit, what man. shit? It was, you was definitely well, going to well, fuck with this. pertaining to snooping into some people's lives. To no, but what you said beforehand, before I got into the stupid conversation. To profile, uh, what music? How much no, is going to take out of you? No, you were talking about your uncle and then. Uh, how much is going to take out of you to make oh, some songs? Okay, back to what I'm saying. Wait, shit, it's like right there. Fuck. It's at the tip of your tongue. People, people, um... Oh, what you said about people, how they, how they slip up. And they yeah. let, you let you know how they, how you, how they really oh, yeah, feel. how they really feel about Okay, you. so go. what he says in the book, he says that, um, that people give, portray a certain character of who they are. But who they truly are is always in whatever they portray. So he was like, there's people out there who know they have company coming over, but they're usually disorganized people. But because they have company coming over that day, they'll make their room look beautiful. Spotless. Just so they impress people or, or have people leave with the idea that they're, cleansed, they're clean. Mm -hmm. and, but he was like, if you go into that guy's room and you open the drawer, you're going to see all the stuff stuffed in there. Because he cleaned it fast and he's not a real organizer because a real organized person will have that stuff folded in there because they get into the routine of doing it every day. Mm -hmm. And he's saying that when people try to hide their true selves... Their true selves always show themselves in the smallest light. Mm. So that's why I like when you said that is that when somebody gets drunk or when somebody is 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 has actually has a real reason of how they feel about you, it'll come out at some point. All you gotta do is wait. Yep. Because they'll be caught slipping because that's not who they actually are. Yep. They're portraying that just to be friends with you yep. or just to get something for from you. But satisfy if, their own agenda. If you look, and that's what he teaches people to really look. If you really look You'll see the the the, the peephole mm -hmm. of who they really are. Mm -hmm. You just gotta pay attention mm -hmm. because there's always an opening there. There's always a peephole when someone's lying. Yeah, not everybody and not everybody has anonymity at full protection. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The universe will let you know that. Yeah, Rich, you can walk us out, baby. 
Are we clocked out? Come on, it's an and 20 minutes. All right, I'll get the hour 20 minutes. Okay. So what? Thank you. what? Say that again in English? I, I don't know even know. I don't even know what the fuck I said. <laughs> I just said, yeah, hour 20 minutes. You got, you got yeah, no music yeah. coming? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, get your shout out. Shout out your Yeah, my new single, my new single, You, it's it's a pop song because I, I kind of juggle between lyrical rap music and pop music. Uh, um, But it's it's going back to the pop realm. It's, uh, it's a love song. And it's inspired by my girl, and Aww. it's a really dope song. Awesome. And I know it's just a fun feeling song. So you listen to it, it's going to be dope. I wrote the whole entire song, and uh, it comes out December 17th. Nice. So awesome. it's coming out in two 17th. weeks. And we're shooting a music, we shot a music video to it. We're working on it. Hopefully we can release the music video like right after New Year's. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it. I'm just going to be dropping singles like every month. So you said the 17th that yeah. you drop him? Mm-hmm. So we dropped this for a little bit before that. We dropped no, this, so no. this way everybody... Yeah, yeah, it's the fifth, you can get so we got a good no, yeah, Well, yeah. remember, I got a pot at home. So oh, yeah. this, you're going to drop one this week, and then most likely you'll be dropping him. Yes. So this way it'll come out right before his video comes out, and mm-hmm. then I have the traction so people could get awareness as to why you wrote it, who you wrote it for, and when mm-hmm. they see that girl in the video, they'll know <laughs> that your That's girl is okay with yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's all right with it. She's all right with it. Some good promo right there. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me. Where, where to find you? Where oh, you, you can find, find me everywhere underscore Zeno Music. So that's mm-hmm. X-E-N-O Music. Mm-hmm. Underscore first. I feel people with underscores are like the biggest thoughts when I see that. When they have like periods and fucking mad underscores. I just put the underscore <laughs> because Zeno Music was taken by somebody else. Yeah, so the fuck the underscore out there? There's yeah, a bunch you, of them. Nigga, you'd be surprised. I thought there was no other Gilberto Serranos and shit. And, and there's like Facebook, 10 more. There's a whole bunch of Gilberto Serranos. I, I just Google searched my name. There's only two Richard Pickett's in all of like... United States. Yeah, but bro, you, you you probably stole your last name from somebody, like you know. Some some slave you guys owner probably, probably named Pickett, like, Pickett four generations ago, somewhere. My name's British. My last name is from. British. That's why they can't find none of you, nigga. Go over there. I bet you you. you ah, now you, I think about it, that government? last name does sound British. <laughs> Pickett. Pickett. Yeah. Pickett. 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 Take. No, I got that from, like, Picasso. Like, Do you have to give a kid a last name if you have a kid? Can no. you just call it one thing? Like, like Seal. Yeah, you could do, like, Grimes. <laughs> you know Grimes and Elon Musk? Yeah. Their child is called XR squared yeah, root yeah, 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fucking Yo, you formula. ever had sex with that pig? I mean, thank you all for watching. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of jizz on her mouth. Uh, <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put a little hole right here. Yo, look what he's doing to the pig. Look what he's doing to the pig. I'm a life coach, right? Look at Rich. Look at Rich. He's walking out. I'm not even walking out. <laughs> I usually walk out, nigga. You taking my fucking shine and shit, man. <laughs> yo, that's crazy. Yo, yo, yo. <clears throat> Listen, mm. I got a problem, I understand that it's honesty Regret is like a ghost who made it his job to bother me But I'm okay with living the life that fathers me I never had a dad who wanted the job to father me My mom was never really there Well emotionally, emotively, her skill set from her mom was not unknowingly Bad communication is an art form that the knowingly rejects the inner feelings of the ones who need the poetry it's hereditary, it's earned like racism This is commonly the prophecy of most once faith isn't mm-hmm. I need to understand I take the moment to reflect and redirect my plan Cause mm-hmm. I'm my biggest fan 
I had a lot of losses, a lot of change, but I know I'm not the only one that juggles all the pain from anxiety to stress. Overwhelming but the same Other people with their problems Got this shell in my frame uh, It's time to change my view I'm sorry Tay, I didn't make it But enjoy the view I know it's overdue I'm starting flows and finishing rows That overflow fluid and progressing Procrastination that doesn't show my skills Vision vary on times I feel awakened the vibe now I'm stopping the lazy bugger that lives inside mm -hmm. I put my skills to the test and sacrifice all I was Lyrically I'm lavish and dripping in diamonds just because I see no sense in projecting the thoughts that others do Glamorizing fame and munching on the forbidden fruit Has got you captivated, chain heavy slave to the public's view You're now decapitated, saturated, demonstrated And I just wonder why I'm always in this battle mode Where everyone's against me, it ain't healthy but it's all I know mm -hmm. And all I do is rant and sometimes go insane, the pressure of my life can weigh me down until I reach my grave. But I just focus forward and set the path I'm on. Working on myself is never done, it just goes on and on. From mm -hmm. broken hearts to broken bones and being broke. All I ever wanted was recognition from what I spoke. Mm -hmm. Shit. Nice. You like it? Yeah. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. I thought you were going to do all six minutes.